Welcome to I'm Anxious About, a podcast where two friends commiserate about our respective anxieties on a new topic each week. I'm Christopher Mitchell. And I'm Allison Green. And today we are anxious about mornings. I was thinking to myself before we started recording, just laughingly, I was like, I wonder if we have to have a an episode now, but like, I'm anxious about afternoons. I'm anxious about evenings. I'm anxious about night. I'm anxious about time in general. I'm anxious about <laughs> 1 p.m., 3.30, yeah. 7 p.m. <laughs> <laughs> just, just dozens of episodes in 2021. Yeah. I'm anxious yeah. about 1.12. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I think all joking aside, mornings is a, it's a bit of a different beast, isn't it? Yeah, for me, it's definitely my most anxious time of day. Absolutely. I think it depends for me, probably more night, but it also very much depends on the day. And uh, it depends on what I have planned for that day or what the day looks like. So I think if I've learned anything over the past 10 months or so, it's that uh, each day brings its uh, its own unique challenges. Um its own obstacle course of bullshit. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you said it, uh, <laughs> but, but yeah, I will. Yeah, I will wholeheartedly agree with that. I, I like that terminology. Um, but before we get too far into it, uh, we always start off the same way. If anyone's a new listener in the new year, um, we always start off by checking in, and we have a scale that is related to the episode. And in the spirit of that, Allison, I shall ask you. On a scale of one to waking up with your stomach in endlessly tangled knots, where are you at? I'm at a one today. I'm like not anxious at all, which I didn't even think was physically possible. Um, this is definitely a first for the show and probably for life and probably <laughs> for future. But yeah, no, I have absolutely no anxiety today and it's been delightful. I'm sure I had like a moment of like an anxious twinge here or there, but, um, yeah, no, right now I'm super good. I just like have been waking up a little bit more on time. Well, I set the time, so it's like not really a, a thing to be on time. But like, arbitrary, a bit arbitrary. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> um, I've been waking up closer to where I would like to be waking up. I uh, haven't been having as much trouble falling asleep at night, so mornings have been therefore easier. And uh, so, yeah, um, it's kind of funny that I had like the best morning of my, you know, Life. I wouldn't say the best morning of my life, but just like the smoothest morning of my life today. But our topic is mornings. But generally, I really struggle with mornings. So, but today I'm doing all right. I'm doing a. I would wait. Why am I saying I'm doing all right? I'm doing great. <laughs> I'm one. Nice. <laughs> yeah, it's probably just muscle memory, right? You're like, yeah, you know, I'm doing fine. Then you're like, wait a minute, I'm actually good today. <laughs> yeah, and I think it's also just like not wanting to jinx things and just like 2020 putting you like down a notch in terms of your expectations and just being like, I'm alive and nothing is on fire currently. So fine. 
Uh, agreed. Agreed 100%. Yep. Um, so, what about you, Chris? On a scale of one to stomach tangled and endlessly turning knots, I think I said that wrong. Uh, yeah, I think, but it, it was the same. It was the same gist. If, if it was the same words, but just in a very different order that isn't grammatically sound. That's okay. If anyone wants to hate us for that, then, you know, whatever. We'll be super anxious about it. Yeah, I was going to say, we'll just like totally let it fester and uh, really permeate future episodes and the self-confidence we portray. Um, All joking aside, uh, how am I doing today? I'm not terribly anxious today, to be honest with you. I more just feel like this is probably a more uh, Canadian style metaphor, but um, people in, in colder regions will get me. I kind of feel like uh, the car is on and in the driveway, but I'm kind of waiting for it to warm up. That's kind of how I'm, <laughs> that's where I'm at in the new year. So like I pulled out once and then I p- pulled back into the driveway because I was like, oh, not ready yet. I need to let it defrost a little bit more. So I think today has been a, uh, we'll say a defrosting day where it's just been, I I basically, I had a larger task or two that I wanted to do today and it just woke up and was like, well, I'm not going to be able to tackle that. And I think it's part of what I'm going to talk about in the episode, which is that sometimes it's just as important to recognize where you're at in the morning and to figure out what you were going to, what you're going to do. Um, kind of independent of what you thought you were going to do, you kind of need to listen to yourself and what's going on. Because sometimes you have something planned for yourself that you wake up and you think, well, this is going to take me three hours today. And if I do it tomorrow, it's going to take me an hour and a half and be a lot less painful. And so it's kind of one of those days for me. But to be honest with you, I don't really think it's related to anxiety. I think it's, it's it strikes me as more of like a, I'm just trying to get my head in, in gear for the year. So if it was anything, it'd be closer tied to like some 2021, like just like remnants of lethargy from the last year, from 2020. (laughs) But I think I'm shaking it out of my system. Those were like the first two days of my year. It was just like a 2020 hangover. like, And also literal hangover a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, I think today is kind of the first day where I got that jolt of like new year purpose. And so I just feel like I kind of just like did a, bunch of caffeine i was supposed to say crack but i think that's a little excessive um yeah i noticed because you used did and i was like well you you normally say drink but you said did caffeine (laughs) yeah and then i got like gripped with a bit of anxiety like i really hope that i'm not offending people who have addictions (laughs) loved ones who struggle with addiction i should tone it down to a to a better addiction who is this 2021 allison i i don't know i don't even know if i recognize this person yeah i I don't know thoughtful cheerful i'm liking it let's let's Uh, keep it rolling (laughs) uh, don't get too used to it but this is this is pretty much just like beginning of the year goal setting psychosis that's very happy I'm, I'm, I love it though. I mean, at least we can, we can set the high water mark. You know yeah. what I mean? Like now, mm-hmm. now it's just like, we can reference this and be like, yeah, you and now were. It's all downhill from here. Well, we don't know. We don't know. There might be more flooding in the region. You might, you might, the, the watermark might go up. Who knows? Uh, but I'm, I'm happy you're there. And I, I, you know what, in all honesty, I'm, I'm happy it's a new year. My feeling is that tomorrow will be the day I shift into the, to the gear that I'm hoping to get in. And, and then hopefully it's smooth sailing, but, um, there's lots of sports on right now that I'm interested in. So <laughs> that is a bonus for me because I really like to have events 
that are tethered to days. Like, for example, mm-hmm. understanding that at 6 p.m., you know, there, there's a reason for me to stop working, for example. Like, okay, so I know at whatever, and it could be any time, but just understanding like, hey, no matter what happens today, I know that at 8.30 tonight, I'm going to be watching this and it's going to be kind of my happy place. Like, I enjoy having that. And I used to have that with events and um, something called friendship. Um <laughs> And, uh, you know, be able to go and see people and stuff. So I'm grateful for that. But uh, if I have to give a number to anxiety today, probably something like a, like a two or a three. It's not, it's not a huge factor for me today. It's more just I'm just trying to kind of shake off the, the last of the dust, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally got you. Yeah. All righty. So let's dive into mornings. What is the most anxiety inducing part of mornings for you well it, it's really dependent on me uh dependent on me it is dependent on me but it's dependent <laughs> it's dependent um for me really on how i approach the night before i mentioned to you that i or i mentioned to you in the past and i mentioned to longtime listeners on the show before that i i think at least i think i have that i have a system where i basically always make sure that i have a list written on my whiteboard before i go to sleep and that's really huge for me because it just leads me into the day with intention and I don't feel lost. Like if I don't write that list the night before, I kind of, I kind of wake up like a kind of like as a sheep that's lost the flock. I'm just like, where do I go? <laughs> you know, um, whereas I want to play the role of shepherd for myself. Yeah. <laughs> and so I make a point. Um, and again, if, if people haven't listened to other episodes where I've talked about this, I, I make a point of having a list on my whiteboard that, is separated into focus and bonus. And um, I only read a couple of tasks on the focus part. And so I know that if I wake up and I'm just not feeling myself, I really just have to consider what was I planning on focusing today and, and then I can shift my intentions. But for me, honestly, if I don't set myself up for success the night before, it's pretty problematic for me because I struggle. I have an inherent struggle with prioritization. Mm-hmm. I think that's connected to ADHD, to be honest with you. But I can overcome that by just taking a moment the night before. And then I wake up and um, I, I write in five minute, the five-minute journal, it's called. But really, it doesn't matter what you write in. It just, it's just a moment to basically talk about what you want the day to look like. I really need that kind of um, – well, what's the phrase I would use? Like planting of those kind of flags for myself mm-hmm. to be able to figure out where, where I'm going. So that's what I would say first, that the morning is hyper-contingent on the night before – but sometimes it's a little bit out of my hands. Like some some days I do I do just wake up with a feeling of like kind of like an overwhelming feeling of like whoa um, anxiety, and I kind of have to like take some deep breaths to calm down and get into the day. But yeah, I I guess I'm not even sure how well that addressed the question. But I think that gives some initial feeling on just for me. It's it, it's a lot to do with preparation and making sure I'm setting myself up to have a good morning. Doesn't necessarily mean I will, but that's a big part of it for me. Yeah, it's funny. For me, it's kind of the opposite problem. I sometimes struggle when I set my goals and plan for the next day. I sometimes will wake up and feel good and I can tackle the list. Um, But often, you know, I struggle with some pain and chronic fatigue issues that sort of come and go. And so sometimes I'll like feel pretty good and have a list of things that I want to work on the night before. 
And then I'll wake up in the morning just feeling like garbage. Hmm. And then it's like, I look at that list and it's like anxiety central because all of the good intentions that I had for the day feel meaningless because I'm like, well, I can't do that. I can't do that. And it's almost like a, a stark reminder of my own limitations and um, how my capabilities sometimes feel out of my control. And of course, control is like a huge thing with anxiety. And I hate feeling that sort of lack of control when I wake up in the morning and realize this morning and this day, therefore, it's just not going to go how I wished it would go. And more often than not, it's a physical issue, like a pain or fatigue that I'm experiencing. But also sometimes it can be just waking up with profound anxiety because uh, for some reason, my anxiety has always manifested itself the worst in the morning. And typically when I first wake up, And it's weird because I'm like, am I having like really anxious dreams or like really anxious thoughts in my sleep or something? Because I feel like I haven't even been awake long enough to have anything to be anxious about. I just wake up and almost immediately it's that like stomach is a pit full of writhing snakes sensation and like nausea, even cramps and just horrible feelings. And it can be really hard to start your day and feel positive about how the day is going to go when those are like your first sensations upon waking up. And it's gotten a lot better for me back when I was teaching and was really unhappy with where I was in life and with my job and where the education uh, just, I don't want to say industry, but like just where education was going. Yeah, Yeah. the education system was going with its, you know, corporatization and obsessive focus with like data and all sorts of stuff that really decentered actual relationships with your students. Mm. Um, I would wake up with so much anxiety those days. And it's gotten better since I quit my job and uh, started working for myself. But I still wake up with those physical sensations a lot. And it can be really hard to kind of get out of that rut because you don't even know what's causing it. You just know you feel it because you're like, wait, I just woke up like this, literally, (laughs) but not like Beyonce. (laughs) (laughs) So for for you, it's like an an immediate thing, right? Like you'll know within the first five seconds or or it seems like even perhaps before you're even awake that something's amiss. And then then from there – what do you usually do as far as like, do, do you, do you have strategies for trying to combat a day where you're just really off or, or do you just sort of work with what you have? Like, is, is that why you are more um, interested in, in like forming the list based on where you're at? Because it's going to be hyper-dependent. I guess I'm just trying to figure out like what's mm-hmm. once you, once you wake up um, in that place, do you have to just sort of accept your fate for that day or, or can you, take any actionable steps to help out or how does that work? Yeah, I usually can rescue the day, so to speak. Um, So back when I was teaching, like I I couldn't call out sick every single day that I felt anxiety or I'd like go to work once a week. Um, So so, uh, what I would do is for some reason, I found that like lying on my stomach face down and doing deep breathing for about 10 minutes really helped. 
And um, for some reason, I just found like the physical pressure of like laying on my stomach works really well for me. And I still find that um, pretty helpful now. I don't wake up with that anxiety quite as often. So um, it's not something I have to do as frequently. But when I do experience that like profound morning anxiety, where like anxiety is at a nine, you know, like one step below panic attack then that's sort of like my go-to thing going into, um, I keep wanting to say fetal position, but child's pose. Rocking <laughs> 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 in fetal position while crying. <laughs> two, two, two very different visual pictures. Yeah. One, one's this like calming, like I'm gathering myself and the other is like send help. <laughs> 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 yeah. And they're actually more connected in the word like fetus and fetal and child, you know, but like, <laughs> for some reason, I just like, you know how like a word just gets stuck in your brain, and then it blocks the similar word from coming out. That's yeah, what just happened. Um, anyway, so child's pose, I also find to be a helpful posture. And I've been thinking about um, buying a weighted blanket. Uh, to just sort of, because I think that would be something that's helpful because I've found like sensations of pressure to be really helpful with anxiety. And I think there's some studies about how weight and pressure sensations can sort of help regulate people with anxiety. I know that's definitely true for people with autism. Um, So like a lot of children with autism will wear like weighted vests or some sort of constriction thing. So I'm thinking about, you know, buying a weighted blanket because, you know, why the hell not? It's 2021 and I'm sure I'm still going to be anxious this year and probably <laughs> not going to leave my house that much. So, um, so yeah, those are some of the things that I do when I wake up uh, feeling anxious, but definitely deep breathing. And I'm usually not in a place when I wake up like that, that I can listen to a guided meditation. I'm usually like kind of too far gone for that lost in in my own thoughts and can't really process like auditory input it's more about in that case just sort of breathing and giving yourself a, a chance to calm down and lower your heart rate and things mm-hmm. like that as opposed to trying to channel your you know inner calm it's more about just sort of the physiological exactly. side of things right yeah exactly it's like i i can't even work on the mental until I've addressed the physical, Mm -hmm. like I need to be breathing properly. And so yeah, so I found just actual focusing on my breathing, like some sort of comforting posture is helpful for me in the mornings. So something I recommend if you wake up with anxiety is like, don't just try to like plow through it like a robot, like, you know, give yourself those five to 10 minutes if you can. I know sometimes it's like, you really are just like literally racing against the clock to get out of the house. But very few things are so important that they can't wait five minutes for you to gather yourself and make sure that your health is okay. Yeah, that, that's exactly right. And something that I've definitely figured out, um, probably like later than I would have liked, I would have liked to figure this out five years ago. But really, it's it does make a big difference. Sometimes we feel like we never have the time. We're like, well, how can I possibly fit this into my day? And you realize that the five minutes that you spend, whatever, you know, just taking a deep breath, gathering yourself or whatever can have a profound effect on the rest of the day. And oftentimes can make the day feel more full and noteworthy, you know, where so kind of funny enough by taking that time, you make the rest of the day feel like a more valuable experience. And, and sometimes we just 
I kind of think about it like with the computer, right? Like sometimes, you know, when your computer just like, like and the, the fans are going ballistic and whatever, like mm-hmm. you're not looking to run a program at that point. It's just like, okay, let's shut <laughs> it down. Um, yeah. I think that's kind of the way you need to look at it sometimes. But um, I did want to mention that I was doing some research before and, you know, morning anxiety is certainly a thing and it's not uncommon for people to suggest that their anxiety is the most pronounced in the morning. And we've talked before about the stress hormone cortisol and how it's it's released in the adrenal glands and the, when you're feeling fear or stress or what have you. And that's kind of like the whole fight or flight thing that we've talked about. But there was a research study that we can link to in the show notes, which was talking about what's called CAR, the cortisol awakening response. And they found that cortisol is highest in the first hour of waking up for people who have an increased level of stress. So it's if anyone's listening and they're they're you know they clicked on this because they have anxiety in the morning, it, it should be noted like it's this is not like an unusual occurrence. It's quite common. And I think also just this this article, just to paraphrase a little bit, it was also talking about how when we, eat and drink the first thing in the morning. Um, sometimes that like initial rush of caffeine or sugar or what have you, if we're not careful with our diet can um, spark something and then uh, kind of a double-edged sword because low blood sugar or low blood pressure can, um, can uh, for the lack of food can make symptoms worse. So you just kind of have to find that yeah. balance that works for you. <laughs> um, I personally just, I have like a, a limited number of things that I eat for breakfast and just make my life a little bit easier a little bit of fruit to bagel, some tea, whatever. I just don't make it into a big thing because if anyone listened to the restaurant episode that we did, um, which we've referenced kind of quite a bit lately, we talked before about like the impossibility of making simple choices. And I think in my morning, I do my absolute best to make sure that any choices are kind of already made. Like I know that I wake mm-hmm. up and drink some tea and, you know, then I later try and fit in some stretching and meditating. And, you know, like I have an understanding of what routines need to take place on my mornings to make sure that I'm um, going to get through the day just fine. And and part of that actually is, is kind of knowing like, instead of being like, what could I have for breakfast and spending like 12 minutes searching through cupboards and trying to figure out like, you know, going into like a deep, philosophical debate about cereal versus whatever else like it's something ridiculous i just kind of know this is generally what i eat for breakfast and that makes my life a little bit easier so i'm kind of a big believer in make like not giving my future self too many opportunities to to panic because i just kind of i already know certain things that i've done my best to crystallize if, if that makes sense yeah no totally I always struggle with breakfast. I don't really have like enough things planned in terms of what I'm going to eat for breakfast. And so it's one of those things where it's almost like I wake up every morning feeling panicked, like, oh, shit, I need to Mm. eat. But what am I going to eat? And I tried to make it simpler for myself by doing like overnight oats for a while. But uh, I just I wasn't into it because I didn't have a microwave. So it wasn't that easy, you know, and then it was like eating cold oats just felt like really depressing. Yeah, you're not a farm animal, yeah. you know. 
<laughs> exactly. Like it was like it was nice for like one or two days, and then I just felt really depressed about it. So <laughs> yeah, you, um, you, that's the other the other side of that. You don't want to feel like you're just like feeding yourself for sustenance. Like you're just like fulfilling this this base biological need. Like there needs to be a little bit <laughs> a little bit to it, right? Like you don't yeah, yeah. you don't want to be on the uh, the the never ending cold oats train. <laughs> Yeah. And I like, I like variety in what I eat too. Like I like to not eat the same thing constantly. So like if I eat the same cereal every day, I'll just get annoyed and won't want to eat it anymore. And then I won't eat it for, for like weeks. So like I kind of need to figure out what the best uh, strategy is for breakfast because I feel like I waste a lot of time either like being upset that I haven't eaten breakfast yet or like wondering if I can push it till mm-hmm. lunch, which is what I often do if I wake up kind of late. And um, also uh, just like, or making an overly complex meal because I'm just like, oh, you know, lemon ricotta pancakes would be lovely. <laughs> and then like suddenly I'm like an hour into making pancakes. And then I, you know, I finally sit down to work at like 1 p.m. And I'm like, well, okay. <laughs> that was after yeah, day. Breakfast was delicious. Yeah, I, I try and well, that let's be honest, that's just not going to happen to me accidentally. Um, much to Bree's chagrin, I, there's not going to be a moment <laughs> where I say like I've spent the last two hours making lemon ricotta pancakes. Um, but I basically I'll, I'll I'll have like a bagel with cream cheese or a bagel with peanut butter or like some like. Or some fruit or whatever. It kind of depends on. Can I just say that I want to murder you right now for your easy access to bagels? Um, yeah, you can definitely say that. And uh, <laughs> will you be alarmed? No, I won't be alarmed because living abroad for a number of years, I understood how much you miss the the little. It's always the little things, right? Yeah. It's just like somebody yeah. says something, and you're like, you have no idea what I would do. To have access to yeah. that, such as when you threatened to kill me for bagels or whatever that was. <laughs> yeah, like, and you would pay like unfathomably large sums of money for things that you wouldn't even bat an eye at. Back yeah, like highly like, pedestrian bagels, pay, like really not even not yeah. even a good bagel, you know. Yeah, I would pay fifteen dollars for a bag of those like really overprocessed everything bagels that yeah. you buy at the oh, store. I know the like, not like a proper bakery bagel, but like literally $15 for six. It sounds like an incredible deal. <laughs> I've thought about, um, I've thought about baking my own bagels so many times and um, haven't quite pulled the trigger yet, mostly because my freezer is never empty enough to really feel like I could make enough bagels that it would be worth it. Yeah, fair. I, I don't judge you at all for that. And, and I'm a huge uh, <laughs> bagel fan. So there's no judgment there. I, I think um, just kind of when I think about what I want to eat in the morning, I do have to take a second to think about what would be best because sometimes my stomach actually is a little bit in knots and and the best thing for me is just to drink green tea for an hour and try to figure out, okay, so where is my stomach actually at here? Um, and, mm-hmm. and oftentimes it's actually kind of important for me to give myself like half an hour or 45 minutes or whatever just to figure out where is my stomach at because I, I like you have a little bit of stomach issues I need to be cognizant of. And sometimes the worst thing I could do is just to like wake up and start eating. Like I just, I need to give myself that reprieve. So kind of like everything else in the realm of anxiety, it's going to be, it's kind of a, I need to figure out what cards I'm playing before I play them. And, um, you know, 
but ge- but generally speaking, I've got a, a I've got a game plan in place that makes sure that I'm not a- I'm not adding stress with my routine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. One thing I've definitely realized for me is that sugar in the morning can be a big anxiety trigger. Mm. So I try not to have um, too much sugar in the morning because I'm someone who's super susceptible to like blood sugar, like rushes and crashes. I will actually get really hyper for like five minutes after eating sugar and then be exhausted like 10 minutes later (laughs) if I have a bunch of sugar on an empty stomach. It's like the worst high ever. It's like (laughs) the most disappointing shit on the planet. Um, But those five minutes, Allison, those five minutes, they're... Oh, they're ecstatic. There's some great moments. But um, yeah, I find that for me, I can handle sugar much better when it's like, I have other things in my system, like I can have a dessert, no problem. But if I start off the morning with like pancakes, for example, no lemon ricotta pancakes for me, (laughs) um, it's always a bad idea. It takes too much time and then I crash and it's like I'm full for like an hour and then I'm immediately like, I'm starving again. What's next? (laughs) Like I'm not someone who can get full on sugar. It feels impossible. So I tend to find that like, some sort of like eggy sandwichy style breakfast tends to be better for me because I do want to eat a fair amount in the morning. I'm definitely a very hungry person in the morning. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, I'm not. So this is this is why it's it's kind of good because we're we're quite different in the mornings. Actually, like I will like I'm fine if I drink a big pot of tea and Bree used to make these like energy bites um, that were delicious and. Um, I would just eat one of those and be like, okay, great. This will last me like an hour and a half until I have to think about lunch, lunch, dinner. I eat uh, more, but breakfast, I kind of like the, like this sounds kind of strange and addictive-y, but I kind of, I I kind of enjoy the morning when like I give the chance, uh, the caffeine a chance to like really get going. And I think this probably Mm -hmm. comes from the fact that coffee used to, have that real strength that it didn't really matter what I was eating with it. Like the coffee, the caffeine kick from coffee really shone through, but green tea obviously has a lot less caffeine and it, it's kind of dependent on what tea you have, but without getting into too much tea, because no one signed up for that. Um, <laughs> I, I think I'm like unconsciously now I drink the tea first so that I can let that caffeine like kind of kick in a little bit, like to give me that, that boost. And there's, there's just there's no doubt that um, you if you have less in your stomach, of course, everything is going to hit harder or less hard, and that goes for medication and stuff as well, right? Things are yeah. able to get into your bloodstream faster when you have like when you didn't have a Thanksgiving dinner in your stomach. Um, all, the, all those things uh, come into play. Oh yeah, for sure. I also do the same. I have to have because it's like I need to have coffee before I can even think about a day existing. Like before I can even be okay with a concept that there is a day, I will live a day, I will be there for the day, I need to have coffee before I can even begin to understand that a day is going to happen. That's fair. I'm kind of the same with tea. Like I give myself that, I try to get up a little bit earlier so that I give myself a chance to like have that moment to to put on, like to put the training wheels on, you know, and then 
kind of roll over and then like roll over to put the training wheels on and roll over to the to the breakfast table um which i don't know if it's a breakfast table as much as just an existing surface in our apartment but, but you know <laughs> yeah who are you yeah i was gonna say i was like i don't want to paint a have a lunch table and a dinner table and a dessert yeah table as uh-huh well. uh, exactly and it's all timed 112 lunch two <laughs> so we do episodes like of course the future episode i'm anxious about lunch at my lunch table at 112 p.m <laughs> oh, oh dear yes. we're ridiculous people i know i think it's uh i think it's important like i think we can all use a little bit of ridiculous in our lives right now Oh, yeah. And I think it's actually a really effective tool for fighting anxiety is understanding without judging yourself how ridiculous anxiety can be. You know, like the the mental loops that we throw ourselves into are just patently bizarre. You know, it's like I become convinced that like the cashier in the grocery store despises me because my credit card is not contactless, but has a chip. And I like dread every interaction where I have to tell her that it, you know, it's a chip card and, you know, it takes like three more seconds to, to process my purchase. But I'm like, God, I'm a horrible person who doesn't have a contactless credit card. I, I'm going to hell. I'm going to hell. <laughs> like, what? It, that is insane. Yeah, it's, but it's like, those are the thoughts that you have. It's so funny you mentioned that. It's very, very true. And sometimes you, you're thinking something that you've been mulling over in your head for way too long. And then you say it out loud. And, you know, like someone you're with will look over at you you'd be like, and be like, you're not seriously worried about that are you like that's not a real concern for you and you're like oh no 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 definitely not um definitely has not been affecting my previous seven days i haven't been obsessing over it and yeah it's just funny because like there's still a part of myself too that's i think quite a i'd like to think is a rational and logical person that voice is there being like chris we all know this is ridiculous you know but then like the other voice is a little bit more loud and screechy and it's like don't listen to them panic yeah. yeah it's like a toddler throwing a tantrum like it gets your attention exactly you know yeah, exactly it may not have very good points but it is loud and persistent that's right yeah T- the toddler the toddlers are not they're not known for their rationale like they're 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 really um valid rationale it's more just like they're yeah. so screamy that they're gonna they're gonna win that fight more times than yeah. not They manipulate you just by sheer exhaustion. (laughs) And that's how anxiety is too. (laughs) I think that's a a great, I like that metaphor a lot, the screaming child. I think that's pretty great. Um, So I think we've we've quietly covered a fair bit of ground on the topic and even fit in some tips and all that kind of stuff as well. But uh, I'm sure there's a little more to tackle. Uh, Where did you want to take it next? And if you don't want that pressure... Uh, I guess I can ask myself the same question. <laughs> I almost want to say that I don't have a thing just to like force you to make yourself ask <laughs> you would yourself a question <laughs> awkwardly. <laughs> that is that is who I am as a human being. <laughs> but um, since I'm trying to be a nicer person, um, I will go ahead and just answer the question <laughs> without being a brat. Wow. And, this is um, incredible. The answer, <laughs> I know. Wow. Big things yeah. are happening this yeah. year. <laughs> Um, I would say for me, one of my biggest anxieties is 
my frustration with myself for not being a morning person and for taking so long to like, quote, boot up in the morning. I've called myself this on the podcast many a time and in life many a time. I'm like a 12-year-old Dell computer that does not want to turn on in the morning. Like, it takes me a good, like, two hours, fans whistling and screaming for dear life and just all sorts of chaos before I can even start to think about opening, like, Microsoft Word 95 on, you know? So it's like I get upset with myself that I'm not someone who can just, like, immediately launch into a morning routine. Like... I will write this beautiful perfectionist fantasy of what I can do in a morning. And it's like a one hour long routine that's like, you know, uh, eat a balanced breakfast, you know, like brush my hair 107 times and, uh, you know, drink 100 ounces of water, meditate for 75 minutes. And it's just with like, just a hint of cucumber in the water. Like I like this yeah. spa Allison voice. <laughs> it's just I make this insane list of things that I could potentially theoretically do in a morning, knowing full well that pretty much the only things I'm capable of doing in the morning are grunting. And assembling coffee. <laughs> I like the I like the use of the verb to assemble there. Yeah, I <laughs> I understand that. You know what? I pretended I was a morning person for a time there. I'm just not a morning person. I wake up like kind of reasonably quick to the punch after I wake up, but you know, that's somewhere around like, I don't know, eight-ish, eight thirty or so. But you know, I'm not that person that wakes up at the crack of dawn is like, Oh, blessed day. You know, like it's just not, you know, with my, uh, with my oats out from my, before my, my room temperature oats. Um, yeah. like, it's, just, it's just not me. And fridge temperature. It's even worse. Yeah, exactly. I'm not that person and that's okay. And accepting that is great for me because I love the night. I really love the night. I, there's no time I appreciate more in my day than when everyone else is asleep and I'm still awake reading or doing something else. I feel like I'm mm-hmm. sort of cheating on the day, you know? It's like this nice feeling. <laughs> yeah. And I also I, sorry, go ahead. Sorry. Oh no, I just feel that 100 percent Like I feel like it's this like magical time that you get to yourself. And, you know, for me, like I love my alone time. And one of the hardest things about COVID has been you know, spending 24 seven living in the same apartment Uh as my partner, like normally, you know, he'd go to work or I'd go travel or whatever. But you know, staying in the same place all the time is just tiring. And so it's really nice to have that time where it's just like, oh, I'm the only person who exists in this apartment consciously you know like (laughs) like but you just like it's almost like I feel almost high sometimes at night because I'm just like there's no one to talk to me there's no one to ask me questions there's I'm only responsive to myself and I love that about the night whereas in the morning I feel like it's like everyone and everything is like fighting for my attention and requesting things of me and like you know my email inbox is pinging and I have messages from the night before and you know people are asking me questions and it's like so many stimuli and I'm still trying to like brush off the cobwebs of sleep whereas night it's like 
no one's talking to me. And like, I, so, you know, sometimes I'll be chatting with friends in different time zones and stuff, but you know, it's a, it's a very like low key, no pressure thing. And if I don't respond, it's like, well, it's like, you know, 2am, you're not supposed to respond. Yeah. That's, that's a hundred percent right. I think about it as like in, uh, during the night, um, you know, I kind of think about it as like, you know, kind of the, the owl flies by and gives you a wink and is like, you, you do your thing, Chris, you know? And then like, whereas in the morning, it's just like the rooster staring me down. Like, you know, soon everyone's going to be out. Really, just a really aggressive. Very, very, very aggressive. Yeah. And the owl was, was very chill, by the way. I think that was, uh, that was understood. I mean, yeah. and of course there's limits to, to, to both sides of that. And quite honestly, like, the way that the two of us feel about it could be totally wrong for somebody else. Like for somebody else, based on how they approach things, it could be like, okay, you have two kids and the time that you, you know, wake up at five 30, that time is special to you because no one's up yet and all that kind of stuff. And I totally respect that. Mm -hmm. I read a book a long time ago on like people's morning routines that had done some interesting thinking. It was literally like 315 people in their morning routines. And I can verify like they were all very different. I mean, some great thinkers woke up, um, you know, did did their best thing in the middle of the night and some great thinkers woke up early and, and wrote for a couple hours. Like the, the point being that everyone's going to craft their own routine that works for them. And most of that is just looking at what does and doesn't work for you because you don't want to get, you know, you, you don't want to, the worst thing you can do is to be an imposter of yourself. You know, like I, I, um, when I first moved back from Istanbul, I was teaching English online to kids in China. So the times were quite different. So I was getting up at like four 30 or five or five and then like showering and then going and teaching for the first four hours of the day or whatever, just to bring in some extra income while I was building out different things. And well, for one, it was exhausting, but two, like it changed the way that my days were because now going, like if I wanted to stay up, it was like 11 o'clock and I wanted to stay up till midnight. I knew I was going to pay for it the next day. And then I would lie in bed being like, you know, you have to be up in five hours. Like, and not only that, but you have to yeah. be like the most chipper, <laughs> you know, like teaching uh, in teaching mode. And, mm-hmm. and that actually weighed on me more than I had thought it did so having um so like so so that kind of um i think connects to your point that you were talking about how you like you kind of wake up and assemble coffee and and yourself um kind of like a robot (laughs) like putting yourself back together or whatever but that's not so bad when you consider like if you had an imposed deadline of you have to be up at 5 a.m. every morning, like I know you well enough now to know like that would affect your whole life drastically because you wouldn't be able to sleep with that pressure. I don't think at least maybe I maybe you're going to be like, Chris, you don't know what you're talking about. You don't know me at all. But I, I'm thinking that's the case. Yeah, totally. And one thing I just have to say is I freaking hate the cult of the morning routine who like, you know, the sort of miracle morning kind of mentality. Mm-hmm. Like I read that book and frankly, I just got kind of pissed off. <laughs> like I was like, not everyone works this way. Yeah. Like the, I think the, the subheader of it is like change your life before 8am. I'm like, why the fuck do I need to do that? Why do I need to wake up before 8am? You know, mm-hmm. like I, you know, no disrespect to the author. I'm sure like it's super helpful for him 
And I'm sure it's helpful for like a lot of the people who have read the book and have made changes in their life based on it. But I don't think there's any point in shaming yourself for being wired one way or the other to prefer the morning or the night. Like, I think you can push it to an extreme, right? And where you basically, it's obviously not healthy for me when I turn myself basically nocturnal and, you know, end up on a schedule where I sleep from like 5 a.m. to noon. Like, that's not great because you're kind of out of balance with the circadian rhythms and, you know, the, the daylight and whatnot. But I don't think there's like, I see all these articles. It's like, these CEOs all wake up before 5 a.m. And I'm like, like, why? You don't need to do that. You can wake up whenever you want to wake up. And as long as your morning routine allows you to like ease into the, the day and be ready to, you know, take on whatever it is that you have on your plate for that day. Like, who cares what time you wake up and how many elements are part of your routine? Like, as long as you wake up and feel okay and start doing a couple things, like, to me, that's an A-plus morning. And I just think so many people get really obsessed with selling, basically, this, this perfect morning. And I think for some people, they're not really, you can't really have a perfect morning. Like your morning doesn't have to be perfect. You can just get up and start doing some things and slowly ease into your day. And that's fine. Yeah, I agree. I I think it's, it it can be dangerous to follow that like cult of like, yeah, like this, we're doing it. This is the, like, first we're going to wake up at like 4.30 and then we're going to go, you know, crack our own eggs and then uh, we'll do like a Shower. Yeah, exactly. Anyone who tells you to take a cold shower, run, <laughs> run from them. I, I understand the science <laughs> behind like it gets this, that, and the other going, but like I'm with you. That's not for me. But I guess that's that's the the lesson there. Really, is like I think it's important to be weary of people who speak in definites, right? Like I think yes. even just talking about this episode, we're speaking about it as like I through trial and tribulation have figured out that. At this point, this feels like the best approach for me. But for somebody else, it could mm-hmm. be very different. And, you know, I would be totally open to a third person being on this podcast to tell us why the morning works for them. That's great. But it, my yeah. problem comes mostly when it's like the people who are sharing this sort of information are suggesting that this is the only way to be productive or the only way to be successful or, or whatever. That's not the way life works, right? I mean, everyone needs yeah. to operate in their own way that suits them well. And, and uh, especially if like you or I or somebody else is feeling shame because you're not up at three 45 in the morning um, in the cold shower, right. As your cat is confused as all hell. It almost becomes like a dick measuring contest to see who can like make their morning suck the most. (laughs) (laughs) It's It's like, I don't even sleep anymore. I just hang upside down in a closet, like a bat. Like you're like, what the hell is going on? Then I step on hot coals before going into a shower and then beating myself with a bunch of little whips with knives on it. And then I answer my emails. Like, and then someone comes out of the corner and throws piping hot matcha tea in my face. And you're like, I don't <laughs> understand what's going on. Yeah. I, 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 <laughs> I, what a job that would be. Eh? Like you're posting on a, a job market online. You're like, I need someone who's an expert in throwing match, like matcha tea on me in or around like 8.15 every morning. <laughs> 
Yeah. <laughs> if it paid well, I mean, I'd, I'd be game. I'm not sure about you, to be honest. Oh, I think I would actually kind of enjoy that as a career. <laughs> Maybe I should become like a, a virtual assistant to some sort of like masochistic <laughs> Silicon Valley <laughs> morning person. You could stay up all night barraging them and then and then do your five to twelve. Yeah. Uh, exactly. <laughs> Be perfect. Like I can, you know, throw the hot tea in their face at four forty five and then clock out and go to bed. <laughs> I found my dream job. <laughs> Oh gosh! Well, I think you you can be a matcha master. <sighs> uh, I don't think we can end in a much better place than yeah. there. I think. Uh, <laughs> I, don't, I don't. Yeah, I think. I don't think so either. I wonder. Um, I guess was there any other like t- tips or anything like that you wanted to share that you didn't get a chance to share? Um, I think I kind of covered it all. Yeah. Like, definitely. Um, I would just underline again how useful I find it to slow down and gather myself in those mornings when I'm having a lot of anxiety. And I've also found it to be helpful to, um, I I will sometimes write a list of things that I want to do for the next day, but I always like check in with it in the morning and readjust with like, without like beating myself up based on how I feel in the morning. Because sometimes I have a list of things that I would like to do, but I may have to adjust it based on like what, how much gas is in my tank that day. Yep. Yep. That all makes sense. Uh, Yeah. The only thing I really wanted to add was just that I think it's important just to try out some different things and see what works for you. For example, I, uh, I guess probably about like when I, 18 months, maybe two years ago when I started to try and fit meditation and stretching into my routine, I would wake up and then like stretch and meditate and, and like check emails and so on and so forth. And it just didn't like, I wasn't really fully involved with the meditation. I wasn't fully into the stretching because secretly in the back of my mind, I was wondering if there was like any urgencies like going on on my phone, something I needed to address. So I don't know if it's, you know, this is the, the knowledge that's being shared. I mean, most people wouldn't say this is what works, but for me, I personally wake up, I write down in a five minute journal, my intentions and stuff for the day. And then I will do um, a brief sweep of my phone of emails, messages, anything that could be urgent while I drink my tea. And uh, I'll usually get started on a little bit of work or what have you. And then once I'm sure there's like no fires to put out or whatever, something like around 1030 or 1045, maybe 11, I will stop, take a break, stretch, meditate and shower. And, uh, and that way, like, I'm not secretly focused on things that, you know, fires I might need to put out, whether that works for anybody Mm -hmm. else, I have no idea. But this came from trying to meditate and stretch right when I woke up. And I just realized that, like, I know for some people, they can not check their phone, like, it's fine. And, you know, maybe it's just like a deficiency for me. But for I couldn't calm down until I knew there were no fires to put out. So taking that couple minutes was helpful for me in understanding what I was going to be doing after stretching and meditating. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And I think that's something that I may try on as well, because I think where I tend to get frustrated is, um, you know, having a slow start in the morning. And if I do those things like, you know, um, shower, make breakfast, all that sort of stuff, first thing in the morning before getting my work done, I start my work day mad at myself for not have already accomplishing more and being like, I, you know, I only really want to work until like seven tonight and there's no way I'm going to be able to do what I want to do in this block between like 
2 p.m. and 7 p.m. knowing that I also have to do things like walk the dog and a couple other things. And so I think kind of it's hard because I don't like to take breaks because I worry about losing focus and being able to regain it because I feel like it takes me, you know, 20 minutes to really zoom into the task that I'm doing and like kind of get into a bit of a flow. Uh, but I think if I'm just a little more conscientious about doing it as soon as I like finish task in the morning, like wake up, do something that'll take one hour and then kind of do the other things. And then when I sit down at my computer again, I'll be like, okay, I already did this one thing in the morning. This is already checked off. Yeah, that's, that's exactly what I was going to say. I usually have that first task or whatever be something that can be completed in an hour or two hours and then Mm -hmm. I can move on from that so I stop stretch meditate shower whatever and then I tackle the rest of the day but I've already kind of taken something off the whiteboard and it kind of works for me again this isn't to say that it would work for anybody else I just know that from trial and error like I tried to be that person that was like the first hour of the day not checking my phone I'm getting right in the meditation stretching whatever and then I just found that I, I spent the whole time secretly thinking about what I wasn't addressing. And so it just didn't work for mm-hmm. me. And maybe there's just like right. a strategy there that I wasn't implementing. But I, I I would just recommend to anyone who's trying something, like don't be scared to make it your own, right? Like at the end of the day, we're all just human beings trying to figure this stuff out. And like just because somebody who is quote unquote successful does things a certain way, it doesn't mean it's going to be successful for you or that their opinion is any more valid than yours. You can do things however you want. And and actually, I think the intelligent approach is to take what someone else has done and work for them and tweak it for yourself because we're all different, right? Yeah, absolutely. Well, I do think we've, we've covered it all and um, I like it. But uh, for anyone who's kind of found our podcast in the new year um we always make sure that we're finishing our episodes by patting ourselves on the back for something that typically has happened over the past week and so we will do just that and keep that trend going because it's a nice way to finish episodes um in that spirit uh allison what's one thing you're patting yourself on the back for let's say so far in 2021 so far i am five days into keeping my resolution. And uh, I am not someone who usually makes it five days into keeping a resolution. (laughs) So I set a resolution to meditate every day. I am setting that to be like emergency one minute Mm -hmm. and like more, but more common as my baseline five minutes. And when I get more comfortable, I want to increase that. But just like you know, five minutes is what I'm aiming for every day. And if for some reason I feel like I don't have five minutes to meditate or like, not that I don't have five, but I don't mentally have the capacity to sit with my body for five minutes just being present, then one, just to say that I did it so that I don't have an excuse to not do it for the rest of the year. Because that's usually what I do is like, I break a streak and then I'm like, oh, well, it's all done and it's all gone and it means nothing now. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so I'm just kind of like not really giving myself the choice to fail with this. And um, I find that actually like really reassuring to like not even have it be an option because it's something that I like literally can only fail if I make myself fail on purpose. And so, yeah, I've been feeling like um, meditation is still really hard for me. I don't always really get 
a tangible benefit from slowing down to meditate. Sometimes it doesn't 100% mm-hmm. help, but I do get enough of a benefit that it's something that I want to see how it would actually be if it's something that I practiced on a daily basis and returned to a lot instead of something that I do like for fits and spurts when I decide I'm going to be a different person now and just like meditate for like three days and then like give up on it. I'm curious to see like what my life will be like if I'm someone who meditates every day. It's definitely a compound effect because I, there's still some days where I meditate where I'm like, honestly, that was a useless five minutes because I was somewhere else. But actually what you end up realizing is just noticing the fact that you were somewhere else like is in and of itself success because it's awareness and, and like also just, we can't expect we're always going to be in that zone. Sometimes meditation feels really fruitful. Sometimes it doesn't feel fruitful at all. Sometimes you couldn't pay me to meditate and I'll just go and do some walking meditation or go for a long walk. Or I used to uh, kind of meditate when I was swimming. I really badly injured my ankle and couldn't really do a whole lot else but swim. And so I didn't know at the time, but looking back, like that's where I would find my calm and find my pace. And I think I mentioned another example of someone else doing that um, last episode, but Anyways, it looks like a million different things, and and uh, I think it's I think it's great. I, I just know that if anyone's trying it out, like it's it's not something you notice until you've done it like 150 times, and then you're like, I think I might be a little bit of a different person, just because you're not reacting as intensely to certain things, or you're just taking a moment to separate yourself from your thoughts a little bit more, which is pretty helpful in the realm of anxiety. But anyways, yeah, definitely good for you. It sounds like you've had. Uh, one hell of a first week so far. So um, it's been all yeah. right. It's been all right. Fantastic. What about you, Chris? What are you patting yourself on the back for in this first week of 2021? Yeah. So um, I'm patting myself on the back for giving myself the space just to make sure I'm uh, the crosshairs are lined up correctly before shooting into the new year. <laughs> um, that I'm really, you know, I feel like I've taken the time over the past week or so to make sure I understand what I'm trying to accomplish this year. And uh, I guess listeners will be happy to know that uh, I'm anxious about a big part of that. I realized it's uh, something I really look forward to every week is recording this podcast. And I've just noticed about myself that uh, oftentimes I have like a little feeling towards some of the activities that I'm doing that it might not even be conscious, but, um, but it's often a really, uh, it's really telling of, how like how much attention I should give to it. You know, for example, when I think about this project, it doesn't feel like a hell of a lot of work to me. I'm just excited by what we can do with this project. And so that's a sign to me that I want to keep doing and keep investing in it. So um, that's just a side note for listeners in case you're wondering if we're going to be flaky and uh, and recording <laughs> after this. The goal is to keep you know a lot of good content coming out this year. So uh, I guess I'm just patting myself on the back for giving myself the opportunity to think about what success this year will look like, while also really, really importantly, um, recognizing based on last year that um, things that rarely, if ever, go to plan. And it's just about uh, <laughs> understanding that I'll adapt the best I can. And and I hope that, um, you know, I'm hoping to get a little bit of my swagger back uh, when the, when the time is right for me to do that. But for now, I'm just kind of bearing down and trying to continue to do things that bring me joy and um, trying to keep shame out of the equation. You know, if a day doesn't necessarily go to plan, if, if I wake up, you know, right now and I think, um, you know, the morning isn't what I want it to be, for example, uh, you know, I think that's a lot more understandable than other times in my life. So I'm trying to, you know, have that grace that we talk about all the time. So, but um, 
for now, I'm just patting myself on the back for putting myself in that position to, to gain the clarity and not just bombarding myself with needless tasks for the moment. So I feel pretty good about that. Um, yeah. Nice. Sounds good. Yeah. One thing I've been sort of doing this year, just reframing, you know, we, you and I are both, um, for those who don't know, Chris and I are both um, travel writers and travel bloggers. So our incomes took quite the hit in the last year. And building ourselves back up has been a struggle. <laughs> and um, one thing that has helped me when I was making sort of my goals and outlooks for the year was like focusing on action, not impact, you know, like what or outcome, mm-hmm. action, not outcome. And so I, when I wrote my goals for the year, I was just focusing on things I could control, such as like how many posts I could publish or update mm-hmm. or uh, different physical tasks that I could accomplish as opposed to reaching an income goal that is contingent upon an incredibly complex system mm-hmm. of public health measures right. and vaccination schedules and geopolitical decisions yeah. and viral spread that I can't control. So I'm realizing more and more, like, you can't control the circumstances of the world, but you can control what you choose to do and choose to put your energy. And so that's kind of my energy going forward with this year is focus on what I can change and can control. And, uh, you know, that's how I'm thinking and how I'm talking to myself and what I'm working on. That's, um, that's something that came up in the last episode that I think was probably the best takeaway of the episode actually that you mentioned before. And so I'm happy you reiterated that, but I think that's really, really important for what we're trying to do. moving forward. Did I talk about this last week? I literally just must have completely erased the entire episode from my mind. <laughs> no, I mean, yeah, but, but, but it wasn't a bit, we were talking about around that, but we weren't talking about, okay. um, I don't think we dived into that element as much as we could. I just, I just remember that phrase of, um, that we were talking about, um, action and not outcome. And I just think that's a huge thing to, to underline. Oh, right. Yeah. right. Okay. It wasn't in the exact <laughs> same context. So you don't have to worry about whether <laughs> your, your brain collapsed on itself, but I did want to mention that, uh, yeah, it's something we've talked about before the, the idea for ourselves in the new year of focusing on action, not outcome and, and, uh, not to ignore outcome, but, um, I think that's, yeah. that's, that's good. I think, um, I think that's a it's a good episode to to uh, to tee things off with. I, as per usual, we I think probably come across looking smarter than we are because we came up with this a little bit last minute. But um, it seems like that's a system which is working for us. So <laughs> why change the routine now? But I you know hopefully people will have gleaned some something um, to to help them uh, work through the new year. And and speaking of that, um, I think probably one thing that we'll try and do this year is continue to make our Facebook group. We're anxious about something that's um, you know, continuing to be more helpful and figuring out ways to do that. So you're welcome to join us there if you want to be a part of that. If not, that's cool too. Um, but uh, you know, at the very least, you're listening here. So if you do like what we hear, uh, what not what we hear, if you like what you hear, you know, feel free to subscribe or share it with anybody. That always helps. Reviews, ratings, all that good stuff helps. And I'm not sure if you want to say anything. I've just been con- kind of signing off here for 95 seconds, but um, thank <laughs> you to everyone for listening. Um, and uh, I'll catch you next week. And Allison, feel free to say something or not.
No pressure. I'm just doing this. Yeah, I'm just doing this to make you uncomfortable. <laughs> it made me so uncomfortable. <laughs> oh my god, that silence was paralyzing. I think I broke a sweat. <laughs> I feel like I heard the drop of sweat like hit your computer yeah. and sizzle like a. Cartoon. You stepped me into an instant um, panic. <laughs> oh. Thank you so much for listening and for allowing me to have a platform each week to bully Chris. It's something I am immensely grateful for. I'm, I'm starting to break here, but yeah, I'm happy. We just <laughs> got to keep, <laughs> got to keep uh, refreshing the target. Um, yeah, this podcast is just an elaborate bullying mechanism that's right. for Chris. He thinks it's a podcast, but it's actually. Just yeah, I'm just a, too Canadian to even notice. Cyberbullying operation. <laughs> yeah, in my Canadian naivety, I I thought this was some sort of partnership we'd formed here, but here I am, <laughs> alone with your Tim Hortons. Exactly. Whatever. I got Tim bits. Reluctantly kicking a hockey puck <laughs> into the goal. <laughs> and on that note, I think uh, it's a good place to sign off and say thank you all for listening. And we'll catch you. <laughs> Take care, everyone. Don't let yourself get bullied. Bye. <laughs> Bye, guys. <laughs>